Ah, uh, hello my friends, hello my life warriors, wherever you are in the world, welcome to the Day In, Day Out podcast. Woo! Today on episode 134, I was very privileged to have Alison Jackson. She is a wellness advocate, uh, accountability coach, macro pro author, speaker, and a podcaster. Uh, We talked about many things today. We talked about how she prepares for competitions uh, with her sort of uh, 13 and 26 weeks programs. Uh, We also talked about how she uh, became an author. Uh, Also, uh, her speaking gigs as well. And yeah, what her plans are for her business in the near future. In the future Uh, But all in all She is a very impish young lady I'll have to say And yeah She might be part time lord With the amount of Like the productivity She puts in On a day to day basis So please Sit back Enjoy the podcast And yeah uh, Have a great day And please subscribe Anyway Enjoy the show Peace (laughs) Ha ha Ah, hello my friends, hello my life warriors, wherever you are in the world, welcome to the Day In, Day Out podcast, woo, today on episode 134, I have the immense pleasure of having Alison Jackson on, Uh, she is a wellness advocate, um, uh, accessibility coach, uh, macro pro, I'm going to have to ask you about that, author, speaker, and podcaster. Uh, yeah, she knows how to slay the day. And basically, I think she might be a time traveler. Uh, yeah, do you have access to an uh, old gentleman with a DeLorean by any chance? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, uh, the reason why I have to ask this, because, oh my God, where do you get your time? Because look, okay, look, okay, uh, uh, I've been, I've been, I have to do some research and look over things. Look, you've got your coaching business, like, yeah, as the Jackson Fitness, and you work, you work for KPMG, like, yeah, quite high up in the realm of things. You've got two kids, and, yeah, you also, like, uh, basically, you also train for competitions as well. Uh, so where do you get your time? Where, how do you get, how do you yeah, get your time? That's a, one of the most frequently asked questions that I get, right? And what do you, it's like, we all get the same 24 hours a day. It's what you do with it. So I, um, I'm huge on looking at different ways to be productive, um, but really it's just prioritizing, you know, prioritizing what's most important. Some days families, you know, family's always number one, but it really depends on what's going on at any given time. But yeah, I work full time, um, have a little, you know, side business uh, coaching and then compete and then the family and they all you know it's very integrated so you know my family's very supportive of everything I do work is very supportive of everything I do so I have to say I'm very blessed in that I'm able to integrate everything very nicely my god well you know what that that's amazing that they can do that for you but like this is the thing like there must be times where it's like okay okay how is this how is this day this week looking right now it's like the kids have got like recitals and everything like this i need to make a costume here i need to make sure my husband's got this i need to make sure this is going on for work I need to make sure i got these programs going and i still got to fit in uh, a, a regimented program for a competition like yes so i have to ask because like this is the thing 
Um, with regards to sort of female bodybuilding slash like sort of bikini, like um, aesthetics and stuff like this. Now, I like I have a friend, Kay, like I met her in Cambridge about a year and a half ago. No, no, sorry, two years ago. And like basically she came wandering into the gym. Like, hi, I was like, okay, hi, how you doing? And she was, I think she was doing a bikini and aesthetics as well. And it was the sort of mm-hmm. beginning of her program where she was doing a 26-week program. What program, do you do a 26-week program or do you do a 13-week program? Which one is your sort of? So when I first started in 2012, I was of the 12-week program, which is hard and does a lot of damage to your body because you're trying mm-hmm. to like drop as much weight in a short period of time. So now... Um, as I get ready to compete this year, I am of the 26 week program. So the, the slower and steadier you take it off, the more likely it's body fat and the healthier it is. So I am definitely, I encourage people, if you are going to try to compete, go for the long-term, um, six month plan versus a three month plan. Yeah. Because like, this is a thing, like it's not from what I observed, it wasn't so much the sort of okay, let me get into the gym and do the workout. What was the sort of tough thing for her? It was like, yeah, let's stick to the diet, like going from, yeah, 2,500 and then basically dropping it. I think it went down to 1,200 by the time competition came. Like, how how do you cope with that? Yeah, that that I have to say is the hardest part. So I used to be a big marathon runner and I was just like, oh, just get your miles in and then you're good. Mm. Um, When you compete in bodybuilding, uh, it's a 24 hour a day, seven day a week. Like when when do I eat? What do I eat? Do I have enough water? Did I work out? It's really more holistic looking at the whole package of diet, exercise, mindset. Um, So yeah, that's what I would say is the biggest struggle is is the eating, right? Because everything revolves around food, whether it's get together with your family, celebrating. Um, it's all about the food and really the diet is 90% of the equation. So once you dial in the diet, I mean, the workouts obviously you need and they're important, but really it's what you're eating. Yeah, no, like this is like marathon. I'm going to have to talk to you about that as well, because yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, so like with that, was it a case of you went, okay, I'm going to eat like rice, broccoli and chicken, like day in, day out for the next, like at the beginning, 12 weeks? Or was it a case of, okay, like I can't just do the broccoli rice chicken because that would drive me mad. And like my kids would look at me like, why do you only eat this? <laughs> it's like, what's wrong yes, with that? Yes. And when, when I did that original 12 week program, that's what I was focused on. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm never doing this again. This is miserable. But now, and it's funny because you alluded to it in the beginning when you said macro pro. I track macronutrients, which is your protein, carbs, and fat. Mm. The beauty of that is you can eat more, you know, a variety of foods as long as it fits in those, you know, those categories. Um, So yeah, you do end up cutting your calories, but you have so many more options in terms of lean proteins and vegetables and really getting an understanding of what you're eating and how it impacts your body. Mm. Yeah, I can imagine because like, this is one of the things like I've, I, I think that's where people just their knowledge sort of fades away because they go oh yeah you do this you do that but they don't sort of like take an account of what goes into it and one of the things um i think is seen as a bit of a taboo in like in some circles is the whole counting and tracking your calories if you get what i mean 
Yes, yes. And a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to do that. That takes a lot of work and effort. But, you know, when it comes to weight loss, there's no magic pill. There's no magic supplement. It's calories in versus calories out. So mm. when you have a clear understanding of what you're taking in versus what you're burning, the odds are you're, that's where, that's where you're going to have some success and have some movement. Um, in the same respect, if you want to maintain your weight or you want to gain weight, um, you need to increase your calories or keep your calories at a certain level. So I know people are like, are like, oh, I don't want to track. That's a lot of work. I hate counting calories. But now there's a free app called My Fitness Pal. It makes it so easy. You could scan barcodes and people tend to eat similar things day to day. So you can just copy and paste. I'm on a streak, 1,855 days. I can't break it. <laughs> I, you know, 1,855 days. That's how many days yeah. you've like, I've counted these days. <laughs> my fitness pal gives me like little, like it's like, hey, you're tracked this many days. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. I don't want to break the streak. Oh God, uh, you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not bringing down a curse on your phone or anything. If that, that if that phone went down, like, what would you do? <laughs> what would you do? Oh, <laughs> talk like that. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm doing. Okay. Hey, 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 sweetheart. Yeah, yeah. How's it going? Give me your phone. <laughs> I need to keep my street. Oh my God. Eighteen. Oh God, good God. That's a lot of years, my lady. A lot of years. Uh, yes. <laughs> but hey, it works. It uh, works. Gotta go with what works. Yeah. Like this, like one of the things is like with regards to sort of like I go to the gym, like I went, I used to go to the gym a lot. Uh, lockdowns and everything like that has sort of got in the way of my sort of gym, like gym routine type of things. And like, I, hopefully you've got uh, your gyms are open over in the States and everything like that. Or if they're not, you have a nice home gym. Yeah, that's also beneficial. Like one of the things what people often make the mistake when they say, oh, I'm like I'm bodybuilding and everything like this. They automatically go, yeah, but I'm healthy. But I don't like it's not the case in my opinion. It's like, oh, OK, yeah, you lift this weight, you do this run two miles. Let's see what happens. Well, let's see what your heart rate's like and everything like this. Like, so like with your, what you're doing, it kind of works against sometimes your like fitness ethos. Would, would I be right in saying that? Yeah. And I think it's important to, you know, like, like you're saying, look at it holistically. So it's not just the weight training. You have to make sure you have at least a little bit of cardio in there for heart health, as well as using it as a tool for fat loss. Um, but you'd be surprised if, depending on how hard your weight training workouts are, that it does get your heart rate up there. <laughs> yes, like I long for the days to be in the gym for a couple of hours. <laughs> I know, I feel the same way. Uh, it's nothing like a gym workout. Yeah, oh, I know, I know. <laughs> no, so what was the thing with, like, because doing marathon running, which is completely sort of different to what you're doing now, what made you sort of like, oh, I'm like, I'm done with marathon running. I'm now doing like, yeah, wait, going forward with that. So, yeah. So it's funny. Cause I actually grew up, I hated running. Like I played field hockey in high school and college. And I, I was like, I hate the running part, but lo and behold, I somehow got into five K's, 10 K's, half marathons, and then did two marathons. 
Um, but I always had this bucket list item. I had read my dad's muscle fitness magazines when I was a teenager working out in our grungy unfinished basement. And I always was like, could I do that? Could I be like these people on the cover and just transform my body through diet and exercise? So did the marathons and they take a toll on your body. And even though I was running so much, I still felt like my body wasn't, I wasn't in a good place. I didn't really still didn't like the way I looked mm. uh, or felt. So um, in 2012, I found a figure competition coach who prepared me for my bucket list item to compete. And I did it. And it was just like blew my mind. I transformed my body and I got hooked. So I've been doing it every year since then. Um, and 2020 was the one year I took off, thankfully, because, you know, nearly every show was canceled. Yeah. Um, but really diet and weights, that is how you're going to transform your body. Mm. Like, would you say going like doing the transfer from marathon running, which is like, you know what I mean? Like you sort of have to get yourself into that sort of mental place and live in that hole compared to like, okay, what you're doing with like, uh, weights and that type of competition ethos which I would imagine is a slightly different hole or is it like the same for you no I think it's completely different so um, like I mentioned with marathon running I was like oh I just gotta get my miles in and it is like a lot of hours once you get into like 18 miles 20 miles you're looking at like three hours of running um, and taking that time away from your family, whereas um, the main the, the major switch is really that 24-7 aspect and looking at all the aspects of your life and getting the training in, making sure your diet's uh, um, you know, in check, um, making sure, and then you have to practice posing. You have to, there's a lot of um, details and work and preparation that go into competitions uh, before you're able to get on stage. I mean, everything from posing to tanning and you have to make sure your hair and makeup is done. It's, it's like bodybuilding meets beauty pageant, right? There's just a lot that goes into it. Yeah, no, because like, this is the thing with myself, like uh, I've been, well, over the last few months, I've been up in my sort of running, uh, being sort of on a sort of 20 mile a day uh, sort of mission um, for most days. Today was the only sort of day I did 15 because I had I had a lot sort of scheduled in for the, for today. But like when I when I'm doing the running, it's like, yeah, I don't know. I think for myself, it turns into a bit of a sort of meditation thing where I kind of like just dare like pounding, like deep pounding on the pavement. And I'm just, yeah, I'm not even trying to think about what I'm having to do for the rest of the day. It's just like, yes, just isolation. Bam. And I think it's really helped me over the last few months sort of keep my sanity uh, while being put in these four walls, if you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I have heard that repetitive things like running, biking, mm. where and I, I remember even that when I was in training, like your mind just goes into different places. And it is very meditative. And you're like, you know, you forget where you even are in the moment. And you're just enjoying being outside. Um, so yeah, I would definitely agree. It's just a great way, you know, the endorphins and a great way to clear your head. Mm, yeah, like with regards to sort of the sort of day to day challenges with like your whole sort of training, what have you found? like has been the sort of greatest challenge for you personally? So um, I would say obviously the pandemic and closing down all the gyms. Um, you know, I do have a home gym that's fairly, I mean, it's not, not gym quality. I mean, my, my equipment's like 10 years old, but, and I'm limited in how much weight I have. So it's really being able to challenge myself, making sure I'm getting that good workout and really pushing myself. Um, and you really need a certain amount of self-motivation um, similar to, to marathon 
sense, but I think in a different regard, because like I said, the mindset is so important because if there is the, a lot of women and men that get into this, have body image issues, have eating disorders. So it's really having that strong mindset and not getting sucked into the number on the scale or how you look when you're competing versus how you look in the off season. Cause those are, so for me, it's a 15 pound difference. So hmm. being okay with that, um, I think is, is really critical. Yeah, no, because like, this is like, one of the things I often find when you say about the body, body image, like when I look at sort of social media and because I kind of have more sort of insight into the sort of reality of it all, because there are some people that goes, oh, that person looks like that 365 days a year. And you like go, no, no, <laughs> no, they can't. Because if like being that lean and doing that type of work, they would, uh, they would eventually die because you can't actually maintain that or they would wither away to like being much smaller. But I don't think people actually, if they don't know, they don't really want to get that sort of message. They just like, no, 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 that's what they look like all the time. Like, it's like, yeah, take a look at like, okay, celebrity, what comes to mind? Jason Momoa, like when he's like before, like when he's about to do a movie, and when he's finished that movie, <laughs> it's night and day difference. Yes, yeah. I think a lot of people don't realize that, to your point. Um, they think people are constantly walking around with six-pack abs and shredded and vascular, and that just isn't sustainable. I mean, it's fine for the short term. Um, so, for instance, I'm doing five shows between August to October. So, you know, staying that lean for that amount of time, I need to take another year off to build back up and get my body, you know, to a healthy, uh, especially for women, a healthy percentage of body fat. Um, and what I don't think people realize either is, uh, which I'm going to do a podcast on it, like the things that you don't realize when you have that low body fat, you're freezing constantly. So it could be 90 degrees out. Once you're, I'm like constantly cold, constantly drinking hot tea, hot soup in like the middle of summer. Um, the sleep is hard. You don't sleep as well. You're in a low carb fog. Mm. Um, there are a lot of negatives that I think people, you know, they just look and see, oh my God, he looks so great in a bikini. But it's like, yeah, there's a lot that goes with it that you don't want to stay there. Yeah, no, I could, no, I can imagine. And look, Plus, hmm, winter time in New Jersey. Mm, that's going to be tasty. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, tasty. It's like yeah, I, I I can just picture it now. Like there's pic, you know, there's a picture of like when a cat puts a four a paw on the snow and just like simply like nope. <laughs> nope. That's like mm -mm, nope. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> Guys can go off to school, work by yourselves. You're old enough. You're old enough. You're seven. You're good. Yeah, go, go, fend for yourselves. <laughs> so, love it. I love yeah. it. So, oh, that is a long time to stay lean for. Basically, from September, did you say to like November? So my first show is August twenty eighth. Oh God! My last show. My last show is October twenty fourth. Okay. Yeah. So that's like a good, you know. September, there's like a good two months of staying that lean. Mm, mm. Yeah, no, 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 I can do that. I can do that. Look, I like going to the gym, but there's also one thing I also like as much. I like my food. <laughs> it's like, it's like I have a seafood diet. I see it. Yes. It perishes in front it. of me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's my favorite saying. That is my favorite saying. 
Yeah. Now, I have to ask. Now, look, I love the fact that you've like been keeping yourself busy on all of the stat side of things with regards to your fitness, like performing, like going into competition. But now, what made you like go into like starting up your own business 10 years ago? Oh, like, yeah, what made, what was that sort of like, you know what? Fitness is going to be my side hustle and I'm going to help the world. What was that driving force? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I always say that my business found me because as I started competing in 2012 and was doing it year after year, people were like, what are you doing? Like, what are you eating? How are you working out? How are you getting stage ready? Um, And like I mentioned, I have a figure prep coach and people were like, you should coach. And I was like, what? Um, I was like, that's crazy. So in 2000, I want to say 16, actually is when I started coaching some friends and then it just started growing and evolving. And now, you know, since that time, it's evolved into speaking. So now like at KPMG, I do, I'm constantly doing speaking like wellness events um, for different groups, like women's networking groups. Um, so it's really, you know, like um, I just actually booked an event at a, like a retreat, like a wellness retreat. So it's just keeps evolving and turning into this just amazing thing. And um, to that point, it's just like, I've never realized how passionate I was about teaching and, and talking about fitness and, and what's worked for me and hopefully what, what will work for other people. Wow. Okay. Okay. So with that, like, I have to, once again, I have to ask challenges you've like faced setting this up because it like people coming to you going, you should do this, you should do that. It's one of those things where you hear that, but getting that start, getting it all going and the sort of unforeseen things which come up. What were some of those unforeseen things? So in terms of uh, business-wise? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think starting out, you know, just you, you're everything, right? If you're starting a business, you are the marketing person, you're the bookkeeper, you are, there's so many hats you have to wear as an entrepreneur, mm. um, which I, I, that's interesting to me. Like I learn it, like learning all those different aspects, but I think people think that you just coach. That's all you do is just coach people, um, which wouldn't that be nice, mm. but you, it's like, well, how do you get clients? How do you build relationships and build that trust? And then there's social media. And so there's just a lot of pieces Um, and I think it's, um, one of the things is not getting overwhelmed, not feeling like you have to do everything tomorrow, um, being able to just grow and take those baby steps and, and, you know, being up for the long haul, right. Um, someone would have said, yeah, like you start, I started this, whatever, five or six years ago. I'm like, I would never in a million years would have been like, ah, you know, I'm a Gemini. So I'll be like, ah, a year is good. And then I'm done. But it's just it, when you find what you're passionate about and that feels like second nature to you, it's not, it's not like work, right? Um, it's just, you know, my, I think my dad used to say, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Um, so that, that's definitely how I feel. Yeah. Like when I hear that, like I, I, I smile because like, because I used to believe that as well. There's like, yeah, do what you love and you never work a day in your life. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hmm. Like, especially if you're on the sort of entrepreneurial, like, path, like, like um, yeah, yeah, what is a 10-hour day? What is a 12-hour day? Like, what is, like, you're like, um, yeah. And look, especially when you're doing it with, like, a full-time job, what is a 14-hour day or maybe more? It's like, so 
I, I kind of have to always smile because it's like, yeah, true, but no, <laughs> no. And I should caveat that with like 80% of the time, I'm like, yes, I love this. This is great. There is that 20% when some days I wake up, I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like, yeah, someone goes to your website. It's just, like your website's just an image of fire. I have left the building. <laughs> I am done. But I really I don't want to do this like anymore. This <laughs> nope. <laughs> just like, yeah, basically like the Joker, like blowing up that yeah. hospital. You're just like... So I definitely have those days and it's like, yeah, I got to pick up your bootstraps and it's like, all right, you know, remember, like I said, I, I, my mission is in, to inspire people to prioritize their health and wellness. So that's what I try to always come back to, hmm. um, is that, that mission. Yeah. Like this is being like when, like everyone I think needs to have some type of mission or purpose in life, because when that kind of thing is missing, it's that's when we find we all drift and that's when you're like oh yeah where's like where did a year go where did two years go and like when you're in that sort of downward spiral it's difficult to sort of get out of it and I think some people have really sort of felt that over the last year to like date because yeah everyone's sort of plan a went out of the window like what did you did you find a plan b like because what was your plan B when everything kicked off on the globe? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, obviously it's a shock as it is to anybody, right? All of a sudden you're in a global pandemic. Um, so, And since my business is virtual, it actually picked up like more than I had expected. So I was like, oh my gosh, and people needed, mm. um, needed to hear like what to do at home, how to eat at home, how to, you know, juggle everything for, for especially for women who are trying to teach their kids and work and prepare meals and all that. So I was very surprised by that. But at the same time, um, I had a lot of free time on my hands. I was like, uh, so I actually um, did something that I had wanted to do for years, which is pursue my uh, yoga teacher certification, um, which, yeah, was amazing and really helped me with the mindset portion of of everything, of of competing, of work, of family. Um, And I think I, I think the biggest takeaway was around being a good friend to yourself. And I think I, I, I'm a type A driven, you know, competitive person. And it was like, you know, watch how much you're taking on. Like, would you look at a friend and be like, yeah, take more on. Yeah. Do more stuff. Um, so I think it was really taking a step back and, and uh, having grace with myself and being like, it's okay. You don't have to do everything all the time. So uh, it's definitely a, a great experience, but yeah, to your point about pivoting, just, I think, I think, you know, everybody calls it like the great pause um, to really kind of do some inner reflection. Mm. And like with your now being a qualified yogi, <laughs> your certification, is it going to be like a case of you're going to like, okay, do classes online or basically have people in? Well, maybe not people in when that can ever happen again. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> So I do, um, I actually do uh, every Sunday morning, I do a free yoga class. I just, I, I just enjoy it. It's just like for friends and family. I just enjoy it. I like doing it. Um, I'm actually in the talks uh, with the school I graduated from. They're doing stand-up paddleboard um, yoga at local pools. So I might do that over the summer, which I'm really excited about because that's something I've kind of always wanted to do. But I try to look at yoga as more just fun enjoyment um, versus, you know, 
am I going to turn this into a new career or, you know, a business? Um, I just really, I just find it so beneficial. Yeah, no, I've heard of hot yoga. I've heard of goat yoga. <laughs> Ridiculous <Yes>. uh, But like paddleboard yoga, <laughs> how, how does that work? <laughs> yeah, you have to balance on a paddleboard in the pool and do yoga poses on it. I did it once on vacation and it's so much fun. Right. I'm, I imagine that must be quite intense on your core. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. yeah, exactly. I'm excited. <laughs> well, I, like I, I, I have now become a little bit scared of you because look, deep down in, I can see in your eyes, there's a little bit of a sadist, which always hides in every single coach or personal trainer's eyes. Whereas I go, Hey, come just join our class. It's easy. You'll have fun. It'll be fun. I was like, yeah. No stress. It's okay. It'll be fine. When you get them, <laughs> you fool. You signed up for this. <laughs> You're, uh, you paid. Your money's in my like in the bank account. You can't get a refund. <laughs> oh, now time for suffering. <laughs> Not at all. Me never. No. Mm-hmm. I'd like to. I'd like your husband to come in and like say like back you up on that. Verify. <laughs> like, Goodbye. Yeah. It's like, why are you blinking like that? Shut up, man. I'm just... yeah. <laughs> it's like, stay married. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. So funny. So with that, like, was it a okay, cake? Like, you've got your yoga qualification. Was there any sort of, like, you said your business went up with the realms of activity. Like, did you find you had to sort of take people on to help with the capacity increase? Or was it just like, you know what, I'm handling this? Um, a little of both. So um, I did do a lot myself, but I have brought on some help. So um, folks just help me keep my website going, get organized when I do different launches, help me with that stuff. So I think that's really important. Um, as an entrepreneur, knowing when when to bring in help, right? Because you can't do it all. Yes. Um, and it's nice because you get that like different perspectives, which I think is helpful. Sometimes it it is lonely, like being a you know one person show. So um, no, I've really enjoyed kind of getting that extra help, extra hands, and it definitely is so beneficial, and not just for the business, just for me personally. Even. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a bit of the entrepreneurial curse especially when someone sort of starts out it's their first business because it is a very personal thing it's like having your own like a new addition to the family your own child and like anyone who tries missing with it you'll cut them quick and cut them like cut them hard <laughs> it's like it's like yes i'm from jersey <laughs> well um, yes i know <laughs> Uh, I'm from the UK, the land of dragons. (laughs) (laughs) Wizardry. (laughs) Oh, yes. It's a wonderful wizarding world. But, uh, yeah, as I was saying, it's one of the curses they fall into because they feel they've got to do it all themselves. They start doing it all themselves. And that sort of opportunity for a business to grow or become something else, they're so caught up with just doing it all that just freeing up maybe an hour or two by handing it off to someone else could help them like exponentially. 
like how, when you've like sort of started up like what like when did you have these sort of moments where you're like come on now I need to sort of get that help in so I think it's really looking at the tasks at hand and saying is this something I really need to be doing like this is is this my zone of genius or yep. is this something that I could bring somebody in that that could do it better faster quicker than me um, and really differentiating where you add the most value in your business so obviously creating presentations, doing the, the talks, creating content. Um, that's all me, but like someone updating my website or, or following up with podcast guests or posting to social media for me. Um, I think that's where, you know, it's just like being able to release a little bit of control and obviously enlisting people that you trust and, and that you vet it, um, I think is, is, a, is really important. Um, but yeah, I'd say looking where you add the most value and really leaning into that. Mm-hmm. And like uh, leaning into that value, which are like key important things. And like, you know, um, like trying to bring that value to other people. So like if you had to say to a person who was like, yes, I want to get my business started up, maybe in the fitness niche, like apart from like, say, don't do it. It's madness. (laughs) What would you say to them? What would you say to this person to like going forward? Yeah, I would say to make sure that, you know, it's a saturated market. There are a ton of uh, fitness influencers and health and nutrition coaches and personal trainers. So really understanding who you serve and what differentiates you, Mm. I think is so key. And then making sure that comes out in your marketing. And when you talk to people, um, really uh, making yourself stand apart from others, I think is so important because it is like a sea of, you know, you don't know what to believe and this one's saying that and um, you know, and, and then understanding their backgrounds too. Where do they come from? Some people compete once and it's like, well, I'm a health coach. Um, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love those people. <laughs> yeah, like, mm. yeah, no, like this is the thing, as you say, it is a C and I can, I can imagine, uh, especially with the realms of it all, there is, huh, how can I put it? There is a lot of BS information which comes out of many of these people. <laughs> it's like and like trying to sort of cut through to the sort of um um I mean the truth must be kind of must be frustrating for you on a sort of daily basis when you see all of this uh coming out on the like every day. Like what do you do to sort of like go, hey, you know what? How do you combat that? Yeah, I actually, on Wednesdays, uh, my social media every Wednesday is fitness myth busting. And so I just go, I'm like, I just take people reaching out to me with like the craziness and I'll, I'll use it for content. Yeah. Um, but it is important. It's important to do your research and check people and check information and understand what's coming out because it is everything's so sensationalized, right? It's like, oh, keto, 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 or this detox or Mm. Whole30. Um, Every week, there's a new diet, a new trend. Um, So it's really important to just cut through the noise and uh, do your research, do your due diligence and make sure the people that are, are sharing the content, the information that they're sharing, just do a little, do a little check, make sure it all like sounds, uh, sounds good. Yes. And don't believe get like ripped abs in seven days, <laughs> 10 days, <laughs> like yes, lose 10 pounds in like one week. Yeah. Yes. And mm. detox, let's detox, detox tea, detox pills. I'm like that's not a thing. <laughs> No, no, no. Uh, because like back in the day, um, like before I like kind like before I knew better, like one like one of the things I used to love watching 
um, basically the biggest loser. Like I used, yes. yeah, I watched that like obsessed theme, like for the like 26 weeks it was on, like 26, 24, 26 weeks on, I was glued to my TV. Like, like I say, I managed to acquire it because it wasn't broadcast here in the UK. I acquired it by means of means. I'm not saying nothing else. <laughs> but like the whole thing is that, oh God, when you kind of look back on it, it with 20, like 2020 hindsight, you're like, going, oh my God, what the hell were these guys doing to these people? How the hell did they manage? Like, no, it's just madness. Madness. And a lot of them gained it back and then some. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The first guy who won, like, yay, I think he put on an extra 50 pounds. It was just like, yeah. Because, like, this is the thing. I I love going to the gym. And, like, look, I can do a two-hour gym session, no problem, wait, happy to do it, and smart, with a smile on my face. But when someone goes, yeah, eight hours, no. No. <laughs> no. How can like and you know what I mean? It just sold so many so many lies down the way. So many lies. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. So like, yeah. So I hope the biggest loser, it did make a slight return. Hopefully it's gone the way of the dinosaur again. And it's yes. never gonna rear its ugly head. <laughs> it comes back in a healthier way. Yeah, I, like basically, like I think when you talk about the right way, because the right way is not sexy, it's not cool. Uh, that's the reason why it's so often sort of drifts away uh, to the sidelines, right? And we're in a society of instant gratification, so you mm. want immediate results. You don't want to wait. Yeah, yeah, you right. know, yeah, true, true. I think you know your MythBusters. Like, do you put that up on YouTube or? I put it, I do um, Facebook Live, Instagram Live. I really need to get on the YouTube train. <laughs> because like something like that, I think, you know what I mean? You, I, you might find yourself having a lot more allies uh, with regards to the message getting put out there. Because look, you've got like characters out there which like, oh yes, do it this way, do it that way, blah, blah, blah. Buy my rather expensive program which will like tell, like tell you how it's all done, but no one actually goes, well, an effective program is always tailored to the actual person. No, 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 this generic program will work for everyone and you'll look like me. And you're like, uh, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> We're all different. We're all different. We all have different needs. So I totally agree with you. Everything needs to be customized. Yeah, yeah. So uh, like once again, I'm going to phrase my question. I, I have to ask. Mm, yes. Author. Like, look, okay, you've got all of this. And now, author, with regards to what you do as well, how did you manage to squeeze in writing a book into that time? How? Yeah. Yeah, I wonder that myself. And it's funny, my book launch was literally like, the last weekend there was any like in-person events before the giant, you know, shut down. <laughs> um, so my, my book is based on my eight week coaching program. 
And what I did was I took all my blog posts from throughout the years from competing recipe, everything. And I just called it into a book. Um, and it was, uh, I want to say it was a fun experience. It was a learning experience. I'll put it that way. So it's, you know, hiring a designer and an editor and iterations and getting it on Amazon and all that fun stuff. But, um, but it was, I'm, you know, I'm glad I did it. I, um, I'm very proud of it. And I'm, I'm actually contemplating doing another book, if you could believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's how the book came together. So it was, uh, it was, it was, that was another bucket list item. I want to be a published author. So boom, there it is. All right. Like, it's like, okay, okay. Like, that's the second time you've mentioned a bucket list. What is, like, uh, can I ask what, what other things are on your bucket list? If I'm not too personal, like, yeah. I, like hey, like, yeah, have, like, locking up Jason Momoa, just like, yes, I need some time. <laughs> just like, oh, no. or Chris oh. Evans, that guy. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun time. <laughs> like, no, but no, what, I have, there's, there's nothing too personal. It's a lot, a lot of travel. So like going to Australia, going to uh, Greece. So a lot of like big trips. Which a couple of those were canceled during the pandemic. So a couple of them were booked. You know, go and see the Grand Canyon. Go and you know different things like that. Um, and then just terms of like personal kind of accomplishments, I've always wanted to be. This has been since I was young. I want to be on the cover of like a fitness magazine. Like that's like a bucket list item of mine. Don't ask me why. People probably don't even read hardcover magazines that much anymore. Um, but that's a that's a bucket list item. Being able to um, take you know be able to take my business and that's my full time work. Right. That's another goal. Eventually, down. once my kids are out of college, I got to, you know, got college coming. Um, but that's another bucket list item. Have a self-sustaining business. Um, so, yeah, those are uh, those are a couple of them. Yeah. OK. OK. Because I was going to ask because you've been it's been a side hustle for 10 years. And like, yeah, it's grown. It's grown and grown. And it's had like a healthy dose of a boost last year. Like what, like, what do you think would be the time when you're like, oh, you know what? My business is strong enough to sort of carry me to that next level. You yeah. think that's going to happen in oh, KPMG? Don't, don't listen to this bit. <laughs> <laughs> just shut this part off. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's just me and you. No one else yeah. is going to be happy. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah. like, would you like it to happen, say, in like, four or five years time? Like, what do you think? I'm definitely, I'm definitely looking at like a, a three to five year time frame. So my my youngest is 14. My oldest is 17. Uh-huh. So at that point, I'll have a better idea of college. Um, so that's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. I see. I see. <laughs> right. You're like I'm KPMG. I've got to get my kids through college. Yes, yes. And I love, I have to, I have to say, I love, you know, I love KPMG. I do love my job. I've been in corporate communications for 20 years. That's what I do at KPMG. Um, so yeah, no, it's been uh, a blessing for sure. Well, yeah, I imagine like that ties in quite well with like all sort of aspects of what you've got to do on a day-to-day basis, because like, okay, yeah. like doing a fitness program is one bit of it. Then you mentioned like with the book, like bringing all your together, all your blog pieces together to put it into a book, then basically being able to do that communications for like, yeah, social media here, there, and everywhere, except YouTube. A lot more. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
And yeah. yeah, so I imagine it's been a, a tremendous asset for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an, an unexpected asset, right? Like I never, obviously when I was going through college and grad school, I never imagined like I would be you know, having a fitness business. So yeah, it definitely has, you know, the speaking, the writing, uh, the building relationships, networking, it de definitely has helped. Yeah. So like with regards to the speaking, you mentioned it before it started, like KPMG asked you to speak at their wellness events and everything mm -hmm. like that. Have you been speaking out in other events apart from KPMG or like how people being like, like hey, we need you to speak at this event. How have they been finding you? Yeah, so through social media, surprisingly. So I just did um, a presentation actually yesterday with uh, a wide, um, the CEO of YWCA. Yeah. Um, we did like a Facebook Live talking about healthy eating and how to get around picky eaters when you have um, children. Uh, so it's really word of mouth, social media. Um, it's really been really been helpful. And then uh, over the summer, I'm doing um, a wellness retreat at a local like destination spa. Um, so I'm going to be speaking there as well. So it's just super fun. It's just kind of like all keeps kind of snowballing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can, I can imagine. I can imagine. So where has been, what has been the sort of most interesting place you've had a speaking event at? It would have to be KPMG. So I actually spoke at an event with over 1300 of our professionals talking about uh, mindfulness, mindset, and meditation and how those can benefit you uh, and build your resilience during these crazy times. Mm -hmm. Excellent, excellent. And where did you get the saying slay all day? Uh, on my favorite shirt, you probably saw it on. <laughs> one of my one of my pictures but I uh, that's a been always been a motto of mine especially on Mondays Mondays you slay the day um, but I always say that the day you schedule the day or the day schedules you so it's all about slaying the day <laughs> and like what do you consider a slaying the day moment Slaying the moment is getting all those to-dos get you know whatever you have on deck for the day getting through all those and and still having energy and feeling good at the end of the day. That is it. Yeah. You know what? What I'm going to say to you is this. Like, I think your next book you should do is a time and productivity book. Because <laughs> it's like, look, come on now. <laughs> it's like, okay. Having a 17-year-old, 14-year-old, getting them through the day. Like, yeah, keeping that, like, keeping the household going. Uh, like, basically holding down a full-time job. And like running a, well, uh, side hustle business. When you say side hustle, like a, a full-time business uh, going <laughs> as well. Uh, and putting the whole training in. Like, yeah, like there's sort of tips and like sort of structure and everything like this. I think people be very sort of interested in hearing that. Like I would say that might be also something which might be very beneficial on a YouTube channel as well. I like that. I think that's funny because I'm a, a closet uh, productivity nerd. So I do always, I'm always looking at how to do things better, faster, cheaper. Uh -huh. um, so that might be part of why I could fit so much in, right? Right. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Are you a minimalist at heart? 
I try to be. I live with some people that are not minimalists. (laughs) (laughs) Why is there so much stuff in this house? For the love of God, pick up. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Why do we need this? Why do we need multiples of these? Well, because that was from five years ago. This is from three years ago. And this is the new one. It's no. like a collection. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm a, I, I, I wish I could be more of a minimalist, but. Yeah. Yeah. So when, like, when did you start your podcast? I started it last year. I actually just celebrated a one year anniversary. So I launched it during the pandemic, you know, because that's a better time than ever. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, last March I launched it. And I'm on episode, like, I think I'm coming up on episode 60. Nice. Nice. Like, yes, because the sort of um, app, like the sort of typical thing is five and quit. But like, you know what I mean? Like episode 60. Wow. Like, what have you found, like, to be sort of different about podcasting to other mediums, would you say? Yeah. So um, I'm pleasantly surprised at how much fun it is. So I love, um, I love meeting people like you on my podcast. And then I do solos and surprisingly the solo episodes get a lot more listens than the interview episodes, which I thought was fascinating. Hmm. Um, and then I, I use anchor as my platform, but, um, it's really kind of been fun to go through like the whole editing process and understanding how that all works and comes together and doing show notes. And, um, so it's been a lot more fun than I expected. And I love, um, I love just like having great conversations with people. Right. Hmm. I mean, that's like the best part and meeting really interesting people. Well, I'm glad to, I'm glad you're meeting these interesting people out there. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. See, I've, I've educated you slightly on the, the lives and times of things in the UK uh, before the podcast. Yes. And anyone else out there, look, if you come to the UK, yet it, it is sunny occasionally. We do not have like yeah, pea super fogs anymore. I was shocked. Uh, uh, yes. Yes. I know, I know. <laughs> and yes, we don't have dragons all the time. So Harry Potter is not a documentary. I did not know that. No, it's not a documentary. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. That's what we tell the muggles. I mean, yes, yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> like, with, like, with, you say your solo episodes get more traction. Like, it's, why do you think that might be? Um, probably because I'm sharing information maybe people are interested in. So like why, why I'm obsessed with protein, why you need to get enough protein in your diet. Um, I do book reviews. So any books that I found have been really valuable to me, I'll do a short book review and share mm. like what I've learned, why you might want to read it. Um, so I think that might be why, but I'm still like, still kind of blows my mind because I thought people would be drawn to like the other people I'm bringing on. Right. Mm. Yeah, I would say there's times where I think some people, if they've gone on, like, there might sometimes be uh, episode fatigue when it comes to some guests because they've like on, and like, look, I've seen people who've been on three or four podcasts, and I've seen people which have been on hundreds of podcasts, and like, sometimes it's like, okay. <laughs> Okay. Enough of them. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you keep you keep answering the same question the same way. But okay. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Now, I have to reveal 
well, we've talked about wizards and stuff like this, like uh, like about in the UK. But I have to reveal that I am a being of supreme cosmic power, and I have the ability to grant you one wish and one wish alone. Uh, yeah, before you even are like, oh, I wish for dip. No, like, okay, you can't wish for world peace because no, everyone keeps on doing that. Look, can't wish for Corona to be gone. Look, I, like, we had to do a power brokerage thing with Dolly Parton, and like, look, there's only like, there's only one power which is either greater or equal to, and I'm, I am not gonna broker a deal with Beyonce. That is just too much paperwork, and like. You can't write down a list of things on a piece of paper, and I wish everything on this list comes true. Now, what I can't. I can't wish for a million more wishes. No, <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is that going good grief? Look, yeah, there's always one. There's always one, and you know what? Yeah. She happens to be from Jersey. I figured that would be the case. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, I knew it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And you can't wish for a million or a billion or a trillion or infinity wishes as well. <laughs> what would be your one wish? What would be my one wish? And I can't have world peace or a million other wishes. Mm. Um, it would be, obviously I want health and happiness for my family, but it would be like that my business takes off and I'm able to inspire more people and help people get um, healthy and fit and, and prioritize their self-care. I think that's a huge one. I feel like people don't take care of themselves. So they might work out and eat right, but really being a good friend to yourself, that prioritizing that self-care and not feeling guilty about it, I think is, um, is something I, I, that's, that would be my wish. Mm, fantastic. Fantastic. Like in the email, like, like in the email sent you, there was a book you mentioned in that email as one of your favorite books. What was the name of that book? Ooh, I'm going to say it was The Gratitude Diaries. Was it that book? No. No? The it Compound was... Effect? <laughs> yes, there you go. That's the one I just did a um, release it today on my podcast. Um, so The Compound Effect is a book by Darren Hardy that I just read. And it's funny, it goes to your point about how do you fit so much in a day. And it talks about the little things that you do each day build to those bigger goals you're trying to reach. So if it's a business, if you dedicate, you know, it doesn't have to be three hours a day. I mean, it's a half hour each day to, to make that progress or working out. You don't have to work out an hour, maybe work out 20 minutes. Um, but it's those little steps, right? Progress, not perfection. So um, yeah, the book is awesome. Highly recommend it. Mm. Listen to the podcast to get a little like brief summary. Um, but yeah, that's a good one. Have you read that one? I haven't read that book yet, but I like, whoops. I haven't read that book yet, but it's the second time someone's mentioned it. And yes, if like when one when someone says something once, okay. When someone says something twice, start to pay attention. If it comes up a third time and you haven't acted, you should have acted like the time before. So I can see that making its way to me on uh, audio at some point. I'm sure, there is an audio copy of the book. Yes, yes. So, yeah. So, oh, got to say, you have been <laughs> a, a very entertaining uh, guest. Like maybe, yes. Thank you. Maybe, yes, maybe a like little dark secret here and there, and a little bit. How can I say, impish at heart? <laughs> it's like, yeah. But 
Yeah. So what would you say the next 18 months holds for you, my lady? Ooh, the next 18 months. Ooh, that's fun. Um, gosh, uh, in 18 months, I'm hoping to do more speaking, grow my business. I will have a senior in high school getting ready to graduate and go off to college. So I'm like, as my heart, like, oh, <laughs> um, my baby boy. So that's going to be, it's going to be uh, an exciting time for him. I think it's going to be a little you know, emotional for me. Um, I'm hoping the world is somewhat back to normal as much as we can be. Uh, but yeah, I think the next 18 months are going to be awesome. Ah, excellent. Excellent. Uh, do you, does he know which college he wants to go to? We're going through that right now. So right now he's taking his SATs. He's starting to figure out what he wants. So I'm like, please be close to home. <laughs> it'll be a yes and no thing. Like if he stays in state, yeah, it'll be a yes and no thing. If he goes across into New York, hey, he uh, can have a good time in Newport. Yeah. Have a good time in Newport. That's all I've got to say. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Yes. Good to know. Yes, indeed. <laughs> indeed. On that note, I'm going to say yes. Can you tell the lovely people how they can find you out there, Milady? Yes, absolutely. So you can visit me at um, www.allisonjacksonfitness.com. Follow me on social media at Allison Jackson Fitness. I um, would love to connect with people Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. I'm everywhere. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Ah. Alison, I have to say thank you for coming on today. You have been a great guest. Yes, an impish one as well. Asking for a million wishes. <laughs> mm, yes, and let me say thank you to you, my friends, my life warriors. Like, yes, I hope you don't have an impish nature like this, young lady. But that's another story. But yes, please stay safe, stay well, be awesome, be excellent, be fantastic. Be all the positive bees you can be in this world and then some. Have a great day. Peace. <laughs> and we are.